I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 120. Want to learn from the top 5% of mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. It's Scott Peckford from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Farhan Mahmood from Mortgage Intelligence. He's been in the business for only one and a half years and was recently featured as a young gun in CMP Magazine. He started out with MCAP, worked on really difficult files, the challenging stuff, and transitioned into brokering and has been absolutely killing it. A couple of key takeaways for me. He shares a failure that cost him over $100,000, and even if he could go back and change it, he said he wouldn't because of the lessons he learned. He, taught, he has a calling pattern that I have never seen before, and I think it's absolutely brilliant and unique. And how he never looks at circumstances, but instead focuses on making a decision and then goes back and tries to figure out how to make it happen. And the one thing that was totally blew my mind was he has a, a way to instantly increase trust with new referrals from accountants and lawyers. And I wish, I wish, I wish I would have thought of this. It's absolutely brilliant. This episode is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally when we have a sponsor for the show, it's because I've personally used the product or service and I can give them my 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I actually don't do B deals. I haven't done any in a long time. I refer them out. A lot of people think I'm crazy. It's just how I am. I decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West, and I found that everyone I talked to said they were fast, down to earth, and under oak deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for at a B lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they still have money to lend. I've been hearing a lot of lenders are running low on cash, not these guys. If you're a broker who's looking for a lender for your next B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West Acceptance Corp and tell them you heard about them from I Love Mortgage Brokering. They're big supporters of our community and we've cooked some pretty cool giveaways inside the I Love Mortgage Brokering Facebook group. Check them out at pioneerwest.com and check out this episode. Hey, Farhan, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for your invitation. So I found out about, about you from the Young Guns episode and I know you've been in the mortgage industry for a while. So how did you how did you get into the mortgage business? What was your sort of path? Well, my path was uh, I was working for MCAP and I was working as an internal broker there. And a lot of my friends were complaining how they got a mortgage and they were not happy with their mortgage broker. So I realized there was a bit of an opportunity and I was going through a different uh, time in my life. I got married and full-time employment and marriage, I was having a little bit difficulty. So I thought I'll get out of the, I'll get out of the employment and help out these friends and see how it goes. And if it did not work out, I'll go back to MCAP. But uh, I had a lot of success within first few months and then those friends start giving few referrals and I start enjoying this process a lot. And here I am a month, uh, a year and a half later, still doing mortgages and having a lot of fun. And enjoying it too. So, and what did you do at MCAP? I was one of their internal brokers. So basically the deals which over their clients called in to do a refinance port, anything like that. I basically did the same thing I do today here. It was just internal client base. So that was a very similar process. On the same time, I handled um, a bit complicated underwriting, which uh, led like assumptions and portability uh, where client needed a bit of help, we assisted in that area. So you worked on the sort of more tricky stuff, which probably helps you now as a broker. It does, because you understand when an underwriter is talking about, you know, a difficult situation, even though numbers look good, but this is where the challenge is. It helped me understand the thought process of the underwriter, which I believe is very critical. I'm sure people being in this industry, they they will vouch for it. Your relationship with your underwriter is a lot more important than the numbers on the file. Mm -hmm. and 
uh, once you realize how they think and how what their thought process is and which areas they are more concerned in terms of risk, it makes your success rate goes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though it's a numbers business, it's still a people business. It really is a people business. And uh, one thing is in this business is the fact people don't understand mortgage is a very complex product. And uh, yet on the same time, every single bank salesperson is trying to sell it uh, without customizing it, without you know explaining what it is, what people are getting into. And uh, that it, it puts a lot of responsibility on the person who is trying to do a job properly to make sure that the solution which is set up for the client is the right one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to dive into your story a bit more because you're having tremendous success and you haven't been doing it in a long time. And I want to talk about that. And But before I do, I want to ask about a success quote. So can you share a quote that's had an impact on your life or business? It's not directly a quote. It's a concept. I, I was at a conference where there is an author by the name of John Maxwell and he spoke and he spoke about the concept that successful people make the decision first and then they take a look into circumstances versus unsuccessful people keep on looking into the circumstances and they don't they make the decision based on their circumstances that quote changed the way i uh, i was living my life at that time i was working for rbc you know didn't have much i was going to school part time and I start looking into it, okay, let me put aside what my circumstances are. What do I really want to do? And what did I really want to do was I wanted to own a home. So I went through the process of buying my first home. And then I set up a crazy goal that I'm going to buy another home within one year. Mm-hmm. It sounded ridiculous. I did not have money. There was no way I had affordability or anything like that. But uh, six months later, at my job, I got a big raise, so my affordability went significantly high, and I got a friend who joined in with me, and we w- I was able to buy my next home in eight months later. So less than a year. Less than a year, and then that cycle started. By the time I was in within my job at Royal Bank, I had my own house and I had four rental properties. So, uh, and honest to goodness, I had no money. When I started off, I I was dead broke. I had student loans and so on. But when you sit down and you start thinking of creative ways of making money and realizing the skills which you possess, you come up with an ideas of you come up with so many ideas how you can make money and achieve those goals. So I try to still live today my life uh, in a way that. If I have to make a decision, I don't take a look into Excel sheet to see what my net worth is or what my affordability is. I make the decision first and then I go back and take a look into how I can afford it. And this is one of the reasons I believe I have what I have today and where I am, I am today. Otherwise, I still believe I would have been working for the same that RBC job in the customer service. Right. Okay. So... Now, how many, do you mind me asking how many rental properties you have now? At the moment, I have uh, six properties, which are mine. And uh, then I have my primary residence. I also have quite a lot of investment where I have invested with people in their homes, which are not fully mine, but they're partially owned by me. Right. And you, when did you, if you started quite a while ago, and what market is it? Has it gone up a lot since you started? It has. So I started in Guelph, which is a small town just... Uh, west of Toronto. 
it, it, the market went up significantly. I and I'm one of those people who I actually experienced the market going down as well because the my choice of property wasn't great. So my ambitious was there, but on the same time that some of the properties I chose were in the bad areas and they actually went down. But it was again a learning experience. I also went and bought a restaurant last year. It, it's it all added up to experiences which led me into you know creating a little bit of wealth as I have created so far. Right, that's awesome. Good for you, man. So you don't look at the situation. You think, how can I make this work? You think, what do I want to do? And then, then you start to put together a plan. And a lot of time, I have done the same thing with my clients who come in to do a mortgage. You know, I had a client come in last week into my office, and he was talking about, uh, you know. I have no job, but I need a mortgage. And suddenly Yogi Dai goes up, oh, okay, I have been a formal underwriter. I know that without a job, you're not going to get a mortgage. But then you start talking to the client and start looking into the circumstances. Little that I know this client owned six houses and they were all a million plus dollar houses. So I was able to go back to a lender, put, put together an equity mortgage for him which uh, worked out great for him. He got an amazing rate and he still couldn't believe the fact that you can get a mortgage without income. Right. Wow. I, I feel like I need to use you as my mortgage broker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's truly my attitude towards thing. I, I'm I, I'm not the, you know, the best speaker or I'm not the best salesman, but what I am, I'm a problem solver. And that's one skill which I think I have possess quite a bit uh, over the years is I look at problem and I think of it as a challenge. Okay, how can I solve it? How can I approach it a little bit differently than anyone in the market? And uh, I have arranged mortgages for people which had uh, gotten 15 or 20 no's in the market. Mm -hmm. It's just that, you know, you take a look into it and you keep keep on looking into underwriting guidelines and see where, you know, this client get a mortgage. Uh, and uh, you come up with solutions. Right. That's really good. So I want to ask about failure. So I know that obviously failure happens to everybody. And But if you look, there's always a lesson if you look back. So can you share something you failed at and the lesson you learned? I, I just told you I bought a restaurant. It was one of the <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> and it's not that restaurant is a bad business. It's just one of those business where you have to be present. And uh, I just did not have time in my life to be present in it. And I lost a lot of money in it. But then you go back and think about all the books you have read. And there is an author uh, by the name of O.G. Mandano. And he talks about the fact that every failure has a seed of equal or greater opportunity in it. I start thinking about what did I learn from this business? And I learned the fact that I had never managed people before at the capacity which I had to do in my restaurant. I had never managed different kind of vendors before. So even though I lost a lot of money, but my learning in those, you know, six, seven, eight months was far greater than my the amount of money I had invested. Because even though I lost money, but I came out with a lot of skills which are a lot more helpful today. My shyness went away, my ability to, my ability, my, my fear of picking up the phone and calling people went went away. I was so afraid into going into meetings and that went away. Uh, so 
you'll make all that money back. I did make all of that money back. My uh, little that I know, I, I bought a property in Niagara Falls on that time where my restaurant was located. And that property went up $100,000 in, in value. So almost everything I lost in the restaurant, I gained back in that one property. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it's... It's part of life you are going to fail, but it's how you take your failure. Dude, that's awesome. That's so good. How old are you? You're 35, so you seem more wise than I was at 35, for instance. I'm 28, actually. Oh, you're 28. It says, oh, okay, it says in the uh, CMP magazine, they said you were 35. I did not even read it, to be honest with you. I've been so busy doing the mortgages so far. Right. Okay, it's all good. So... I want to ask about our processes now. One of the things I, if starting out as a new broker and having good success with it. So how have you been finding clients and what kind of things you've been doing to, to make the phone ring? Because even there, I've met people who are really good at putting deals together and they understand it, but it's still there's another skill to getting people to call you. So what kind of things have you been doing? One of the things which I've been doing and been doing very consistently, uh, consistently is keeping in touch with people. This business, anyone who is in it would vouch for it. This is a follow-up business. So if you can pick up the phone and call your real estate agent, your lawyers, your accountants, every single week, you're bound to get deals. You stop, someone else is going to start calling them and they're going to start giving those deals to someone else. It's as simple as that. There is no rocket science. It's just the business of follow-up, in my opinion. Okay, so do you have a certain... Uh, pattern you use or so like give me an example of some ways that you're consistently remembering to follow up one of the pattern i use is monday is one of my those days when i basically get up 9 a.m i call all of my real estate agent mm-hmm. so you know first two hours i have dedicated towards calling all of my real estate agent just to make sure that any deal they have gotten over the weekend and if they need any assistance with that deal and uh, i have no shame i even for an $80,000 mortgage, I would drive all the way down to the other town and go into client's home to get that deal if I have to, because what comes with that is also a source of referrals. And uh, that's one pattern I have set up where I will do that with my realtors. With lawyers, I don't want to call them on Monday. I like to call them on Wednesday, so I have set up a time on Wednesday. I pick up the phone and call all of uh, my lawyer clients and check with them. Is there any any of their client who is having difficulty, anyone I can assist? And with my accountants, I do that on Friday. I call up all the accountants and just check with them how did their week go and on the same time, see if they have anyone who is looking for a mortgage. And one of the key success I found with accountant is whenever client generally ask for T1 generals from them, they're looking for a mortgage. So I try to ask them, is there any one of your client who has asked for D1 generals over the year, over the week? And if they say, yeah, this guy asked for out of blue, I don't know why he called and asked for D1 generals. I say, would you feel comfortable if we can make a conference call to him just to check with him? Why did he ask for D1 generals? And a lot of times they are okay. And then we call and that client need a mortgage. There's all kinds of good stuff in here. This is like, woohoo, I'm stoked. So what do you do on Tuesdays? First question is, what do you do on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Who do you call? I don't call anyone on Tuesdays and when, uh, Thursdays. Generally, I have a lot of meetings on those two days. So Monday, generally, I call realtors. I set up uh, three or four meetings on uh, Tuesdays. 
when I call Wednesday, I normally get one or two appointments on Thursday. So I use that time to basically do my appointments. And Friday, whoever, uh, when I call my accountants, it's normally over the weekend, I have one or two appointments, which I have to attend. So that basically I've set up a way that every single day I'm not marketing myself out there. So it's one day, after, day after the other, I do that. What did you come up with this calling pattern? I haven't seen anything like this in 130. I've seen similar, but not quite like this. It was just uh, quite honestly, I realized that I don't want to call all of my contacts one day. Uh, and uh, because if you call them all on the same day, eventually I realized that I got tired out of it. So it's better that I divide them on the days. And I, with, with my experience, and I have very little experience, brand new into this business, what I learned is realtors are the best to speak with on Monday because over the weekend they have shown homes and people have put offers on the houses. And Monday is the worst day to call lawyers. I learned that and uh, I implemented that uh, as I, the time went on. Okay, I want to ask you about conference calls. Do you use them frequently with professionals, so accountants, lawyers, like realtors? How often are you doing that intro conference call? Uh, it honestly is literally every week. Uh, we are doing that something that to that sort. And on the same time, I'm, uh, I do the reverse thing as well. I try to find clients for my accountants. I try to find clients for my lawyers. I've learned if you feed them something, they are much more open to give you the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the way it's been going. But conferences, uh, literally we are doing it on Monday, on, on Wednesday as well as on Friday. Because uh, that's also a really clever idea because the great part about doing a conference call is the person who's referring you is also on the call, which brings more credibility and trust. And if there's any sort of questions. So, yeah, like, where did you come up with that idea? Because I have not heard of anybody who does conference calls with you're, you're creating all this unique stuff. And uh, it's pretty awesome. It's probably the problem solver in you. So, yeah, where did you come up with this idea of doing the conference calls? In the beginning, when I took a number from my lawyer, and I called the client, I found that initially they were a little bit hesitant. And uh, my first job was in RBC, I was in call centers. I learned very quickly with the tone of the people, how they are feeling. So I said, okay, how can I put these clients on comfort? So if a lawyer has given their reference, I thought, you know, maybe let's take that lawyer on the line and see if he can say a word or two good about me so this client has a little bit more confidence in me and so i did that and uh, it worked from there and a lot of time um, it's uh, it's unbelievable but uh, most of the lawyers i work with or realtors i work with they know a lot more about mortgages than people estimate they do and uh, they have a lot of good advice for people right then and there. So it solidifies their client and it solidifies my business. So it really a marriage of everything. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's just, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I can even see that working with like an insurance referral or anything where you, the three of you jump on a call, you do a little intro, let them do their, like, that's a, it's awesome. So can, how do you manage the, growth of your business and the files. Like as an underwriter, you're probably used to handling a lot of files, but what are you doing in your mortgage business now that you have to kind of do it for yourself? I don't have anything fancy. I do have a few skills with Excel. So I created a database on Excel. Every morning when I come into office, first thing I do is I log into my Excel sheet and see the mortgages which are funding in next 
five business days because they are at a very critical level. And then all the mortgages which are you know pending right now, which are not approved. So those two I will follow up immediately to make sure you know things are taken care of. Now the clients which are funded, I have uh, also set up a system where I do a follow up with them after 30 days just to make sure how you know how their experience has been, how the things have been, and uh, you need to have a thick skin because a lot of time after the market is funded, people are a lot more honest with you and they say, why did not you tell me about this, 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 this document up front? And honestly, that's a learning curve for you because when you first initially saw the client, you never thought in your dream that, you know, lender would need all these documents. But through the process, lender asked for it, so you have to provide them. So it's a learning, you following up with your client, but in terms of my day-to-day routine, it's all managed through Excel. There's nothing fancy there. Mm-hmm. Now, as long as you have a system, something that you do consistently is kind of the key. But now, how? what kind of hours are you working right now as you're growing your business? At the moment, I'm working a lot of hours. I generally get into the office early, around 8, sometime even earlier, and I'm here till 10 o'clock in the night. And I have explained that to my wife that the first few years are going to be difficult because you're trying to make your name out there. Uh, you're trying to, you know, show people that, you know, you can work this. And when you have made a commitment with a client that, you know, you're going to have an approval for them in two, two to three days, you need to deliver on it. Otherwise, they are walking into the bank. So I am working a lot of hours, but I'm, um, again, a problem solver. Mm-hmm. So I am coming up with clever ways how I'm going to minimize my hours going forward, how I will have the ability of taking off time, etc. So... Let's see how it goes in the future, but for now, it's a lot of hours. Right. Does it involve cloning or anything? It, uh, to a certain extent, yes. I am think uh, I have a part-time assistant who comes in to take a look into a few things. I am planning to hire a full-time assistant and go accordingly because as the business grows, the follow-up with the deals which are funded is going to be more critical. Mm-hmm. Then instead of approaching brand new clients, these clients you have already done once, uh, why don't we ask for more business from them? Mm-hmm. That's great. So I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions. These you can answer with shorter answers if you like. What one thing do you think is holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Work ethic. And what one thing or habit do you think's made you successful? I'll say work ethic. And do you have an internet resource or software program that you use that makes your business more successful? You mentioned Excel. Is there anything else that you find invaluable for running your business? At the moment, no. Conference calls, I guess, would be the thing, right? Is uh, one tool I do utilize, but aside from that, I don't have a system to automatically rapidly send out emails, all those kind of things. That is uh, obviously the next level at the moment. I'm just not there. Right. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Greatest Salesman in the World by Oji Mandano. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I bought a bunch of those and gave them to, you can buy them pretty cheap. They're a good gift to give to realtors and stuff. Yeah, they are absolutely. Uh, I, I have read literally everything OG Mandano has written, and I still believe that book was one of his uh, masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask you well, the, the DeLorean question Have you heard of the movie Back to the Future? I have, yeah. So, there's, of course, yeah. And so, there's the car. If I could send you the, the DeLorean in back a year and a half, which is not that far, what kind of advice would you give yourself so that you'd even have a bigger, you know, better business today? One thing I I would go back and say to myself, it would be to be prepared. I 
honestly thought that I can do everything in one hour, and that's not the case. If I can go back a year and a half, I, I would tell that that guy that you know be prepared when you're taking uh, taking over twenty clients because you won't be able to service them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, being uh, it's it's the preparation which is the success in our business as well. You have to be prepared. I I wasn't prepared a year, year and a half ago. I I jumped into this boat with the expectation that I'll do few of the mortgages and I'll go back to MCAP. Mm-hmm. And what 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 else? Anything else you'd tell yourself? I would tell myself, you know, go out and make few contacts. I did not have friends when I came into this business. I had few friends. Uh, you know, four or five. I literally walked in and I, I did not know anyone. But when you pick up the phone and start calling people, uh, you realize that you actually do know a lot of people. So uh, if I would have to do it all over again, I will start following up a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And instead of waiting for people to reach you, I will start reaching them. Right. And maybe would you do the restaurant still? Mm-hmm. I would still do it. You'd still do it. Okay. That's good. That's awesome. Because... On that time, I was very upset because I lost over $100,000. And uh, I'm, I'm not the guy who has that kind of money. And uh, But now that I look back at it and I look back at that experience, it's still uh, the amount of things I have learned from it is absolutely priceless. I wouldn't have learned them in my life. Right. Sometimes you have to go through that to learn, the, learn certain lessons. Yeah. Excellent. So where can people find you online? Uh, mortgageintelligence.ca slash Farhan Mehmood. They can find me there. They can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn. All of those channels are open. Awesome. And anybody listening at ilovemortgagebrokering.com, we have links and show notes to everything that we talked about. Farhan, I really appreciate your time today, man. I know you're going to keep crushing it and hope things go well. Thank you so much, Scott. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.